Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of She Boss. I am so happy to be here today with Lee Christian, who, if some of you guys don't know, if you're in North Alabama or in the Southeast, you, I'm sure you know who Lee is. Um, she's a pretty amazing, phenomenal woman with a ton of accomplishments that I have just learned all about, a lot more about today than I knew prior to. So I'm so excited for you guys to get an in-depth look into all things Lee. So thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we kind of dive into your story a little bit as we were talking before this, I want you to just kind of set the stage a little bit and give us a little bit of background about you and how you came to be where you are today and just a little bit of history about you. Sure. Um, so I am from this area and I pretty much lived in this area most of my life. Um, my dad, when I was in high school, he actually moved to Iuka, Mississippi, so we moved there. Uh, so I did go to high school in a different area, but overall I've lived in this area and I love it. I am, I live in Madison, so I'm pretty big Madison proponent. Yeah, me too. Love um, Madison. And so, um, that's kind of where I've been most of my life and I love this area and I, I love seeing how it's grown over the last few years. And so I want to make a difference. And so all my life, I've really tried to do things that I can make a difference. Mm -hmm. I started out when I was in high school, I became a big sister. Mm -hmm. And so I've been involved in Big Brothers Big Sisters and I love that. I have always been involved in the community and so when you said a lot of people know me, it, it probably is true because mm -hmm. I've served on a lot of different boards. I've been part of the land trust board. I helped helpline turn into crisis services. I love them. Um, I helped the Women's Business Center that started. I was part of the steering committee before we even became an organization. Yeah. And I've been involved in this organization, which now is the catalyst. Yeah. And I'm even working here and I never even dreamed that I would be working here at the catalyst. Yeah. And I've been part of many other organizations, the Women's Economic Development Council. While I'm not one of the founders, I was part of the very first board and I, I was the first secretary. So I did a lot of the work and, yeah. and helped build the membership and lots of things and yeah. so I've been so fortunate yeah it, one thing that um, that you have become known for is sort of the go-to for all things small business entrepreneurs getting into the government contracting world um, for those of you that don't know in Huntsville we have a massive government contracting uh, presence here if you will and I would love to hear your thoughts on that too as far as where that's come over the last couple of years um, but you're such a great resource to helping other individuals maneuver through the phase of life that that is business and is GovCon and all of that so um, talk a little bit about your journey journey in that regard like what what is it that drove you to get to get to that point because not everybody has this list of accolades oh. of I've done these things and served on these 12 boards I and mean, that's a lot so tell me about that so I um my first job was at JCPenney's and I worked <laughs> um on the floor and I was helping people and that's when I learned that I really just loved helping people uh. I hated the retail hours so I got into banking well, I'm the kind of person, um, I started as a teller and almost immediately I was like, I need to learn how to do the other jobs. Yeah. And so I always learned and I rose pretty quickly and I became a regional vice president. 
uh, for South Trust Bank and then I moved to AmSouth Bank. Wow. And um, so I served a lot of people in North Alabama. I was over the branches and worked with all of them. And I started learning about small business and those kind of things and I loved helping them. Yeah. And just so many small businesses, they don't know how to even start and they don't understand the importance of a banking relationship or having an accountant or an insurance agent. And so I would spend lots of time when I was a banker, I would spend lots of time working with small business. And that's kind of how I began my career. I oh, gotcha. And yeah. so when I was about to become 40 years old, I decided it was time for a career change. And At 40? Yes. Wow. And so I decided that we live in a community of government contractors. And so I decided to start my own business. I ended a great career in banking. And um, I went to UAH and took a class in government contracting. <laughs> I did great. I got my professional credentials. I had no clue what it really meant. I'm not <laughs> even going to lie to you. And I just started going to events. And I would hear all these words and all these acronyms, and I still didn't really get it. But after a few times of going, I started picking up things. Yeah. So I'm almost self-taught in that regard. Yeah. I started picking up clients and I would do business development for them because really business development and banking is almost the same. It's a little different language and those kind of things. Yeah. But you know, it's all about relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what really helped me was building those relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I became pretty successful. I helped companies win government contracts, and but I learned. And that's one thing that I really want to share, and I want to encourage everybody that's listening, is always learn. Mm -hmm. Listen to podcasts. Attend those meetings. Connect with people. Ask people to be your mentors. Yeah. And I've been so fortunate with all of that. Yeah. And I've taken that Strength Finders. I don't know if you've ever yes, heard of that. Yes, I have the that. book. I have the book. Yeah. And so several of my strengths, the first one is being positive. And so I try to be positive all the time. Attitude is one of my favorite words. Can you share with us the fun fact yes, we learned about the word attitude? I have a great attitude. fun fact with the word of attitude. If you take each letter in the word of attitude and, and you assign it in the alphabet where it falls, like A is 1, B is 2, if you add up the letters of attitude, it equals 100. And I, that word has always just been special to me because you choose what you you want to do and how you want to be and how things yeah. affect you. Yeah. And attitude is so important to me. I just did a podcast earlier today. Um, and it's very important that people really understand their attitude can change their whole aspect in life. Yeah. Whether it's going to get a government contract, whether it's applying for a job or anything, having that attitude and the confidence is so important. Yeah. And in my role at the Catalyst, I try to instill that in people mm -hmm. that they need to treat themselves like they belong. Yeah. And um, I have a, a story I tell pretty often that um, I went to this company and I was the only young female at this company. And we were having our first management meeting and here I am, the only female, a lot of the the people that were there were generals and colonels and military background. And one of them looked at me and asked me to go get some coffee. 
<laughs> and it was a really big moment for me. And I said, well, I don't drink coffee, but do you need me to get coffee for you? And he realized he had put me into that demeaning role. Mm -hmm. And he said, I will never ask you that again. I'm so sorry I did that. But for me, that was a learning, a learning moment. I treated myself like I belonged at that table. Mm -hmm. And that almost, that was like a life changing moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think everybody needs to know they need to treat themselves like they belong mm -hmm. and like they have a place and they have a say. Yeah. And even in government contracting, because that's that's my world. That's what I teach a lot of. You know, if you're meeting with a government client or meeting with somebody, act like you belong because you do. And if you treat yourself and you're not in that attitude, they're going to treat you the same way. Right, right. Well, and it's it's interesting, and I share this with my kids even, um, which I know a little bit different than some of the clients that you work with, but you, know, you have a choice of how to react to a scenario. And a lot of that boils down to, to your attitude and to your outlook on life. And you can choose to handle things in a negative way, or you can choose to be you know, the bigger person and handle things in a positive way. And you have that choice. Other people don't have to dictate that for you. Right. And I think oftentimes we fall into that mindset of, well, you just do what other people sort of lead you to do as opposed to doing something that you feel very confident in. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I work with a lot of small business and, and that is my passion. And I hope that every day I can make a small business, I can work with them and I can give them confidence and encouragement and inspiration and yeah. hopefully a lot of information to be able to take and and really utilize it. And I just got an email this morning. Um, I taught a class last night in government contracting 101. And the lady said, thank you for making me not feel like a dummy. I feel so much better. And yeah. she's trying to get her 8A certification, which is a small disadvantaged business certification. And she said, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. Well, especially in the government contracting world where there's a, you know, a, a 25 page book on just the acronyms that you yes. need to use. You know, I supported the army for a couple of years and I, it was a joke, but it was on the very first day. It's here you go. You know, I think they had an acronym yes. for the word acronym. I mean, it was just insane. It can be very overwhelming. It, it can be. Yeah. So I'm curiously because you, you've had so much experience in so many different things, honestly, especially with some of the boards that you were a founding member on and, and really see things go from just a whiteboard session come to fruition. And now you have this in this beautiful facility. We'll just use the Catalyst as an example. Um, and then for those that don't know, the Catalyst Center for Business and Entrepreneurship is a phenomenal organization here in North Alabama that helps support small businesses and those who want to start a business. Um, but in addition, they have this whole government contracting, you know, arm as well, right. which you, which you lead. And, um, you know, I, I personally have been a client of the Catalyst and it's been amazing. And now I'm on the flip side and do some of the coaching, which is amazing. Right. Um, but there's a lot of, there's, especially with what's gone on over the last year, I think there's a lot of, um, question to some people on whether or not they have the gumption and what it takes to go down that path and start their own business. So what, what's a piece of advice that you would give for someone sitting in that position? And then I also want to ask you too, what's one of the biggest challenges that you see that entrepreneurs or small business owners face that, that, you, that you'd have advice for? So I think a lot of people really got to decide what are they getting into business for? And I feel like if they're just doing it for themselves, 
I don't know that that's the right reason. It can't be for money only either no. too, right? Money can't be the or, driver. Or for good hours or being their own boss. Right. You know, that's yeah. really a myth. Yes, I mean, it is. It is. I, I love that um, experience with the Madison CEO program. Yes. Because so many of the students were like, well, I just want to have a foosball table in my right. office and have a Slurpee machine and have my own hours. And it's like, that's it, not how it works. That is not how it works. burst your bubble. But. but, you know, when somebody goes into business, sure, they need to follow their passion. Yeah. I yeah. love that. But they need to know why they're doing it and they need to know their purpose and they need to know that whatever they're doing, they're going to be better at something or they're going to be more efficient, better cost, better opportunities, those things. And a lot of times people just aren't thinking about what is it that's going to make my business better? Yeah. You know, they may start a boutique. Well, what's going to be different? Yeah. Yeah. And why would people come to you over somebody else? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big part of what people are not thinking about when they start their business. Yeah. Answering the so what. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's what I really encourage small business to think about is what what is your unique discriminator? Yeah. Why would somebody come to you? You know, what is that thing that makes you special? Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, you need to figure out what is going to be that. Yeah. And you well, know, what would be your advice on how to go about figuring that out if you're just sort of stuck, you know? So, of course, I would recommend coming to see a coach at the Catalyst. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but um, also, you know, I did a, an exercise one time and I, it was when I was trying to start <laughs> my own business. And I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. And um, I had a coach and they suggested that I write down everything that I do. Everything. Whether you like it or not. Well, yes. Yeah. And whether I'm giving money to somebody, everything that I do. And I did. And I made this huge list. And then they told me to write why was I doing each thing. And when I started narrowing that down, mm. it gave me such insight. Because almost everything that I do was about helping other people. Gotcha. And you saw, you so saw a common thread kind of I run did. between things. Yeah. And that was a great exercise because it really helped me focus a little more. Mm -hmm. So then I kind of narrowed it down and I was like, I really like helping small business. And that was not what I originally was thinking. I thought I wanted to be a life coach and really help individuals. And, and I do a lot of that. But yeah. when I started really narrowing down everything and looking at the why and I grouped everything together, it was about helping small businesses. Mm. And so that helped me kind of decide that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And so I wanted to help small businesses with their marketing plans, with their business plans, business development, those kind of things. Yeah. And if you really look back at a lot of the things that I did, the catalyst, they help small business. Mm -hmm. Women's Economic Development Council, really, it's about driving economic impact. Mm -hmm. um, all the th And I started thinking about it and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is really what my calling is. Yeah. And that's not what I had thought it was going to be in the beginning. But having it all written down on paper 
and writing the why, it really did help. Yeah. So I recommend that for small business. I would imagine too that, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people are a big fan of this. I personally am not, but journaling and, and really kind of writing things down and pouring your thoughts out in a way that to get it out of your head and put it in a visual place where you can be able to see it. Um, and I would imagine that that exercise really has some validation to, wow, kind of bringing something to light that you didn't even know was, was exactly. truly there. You exactly. Know? I yeah. knew it was helping people. You know, I have a passion for nonprofits and doing that. So I always thought that yeah. was kind of what I was supposed to do. And I'm also a very spiritual person. So I thought maybe doing something in ministry or something. But when I started writing it all down on paper, it was all about small business. I mean, it really narrowed it down. Yeah. And so that was a great exercise for me. Yeah. I love that. And I love that. so, um, so I did, um, you know, I started my business and actually one of my clients was the catalyst and I worked with them and I helped write grants and do some things and a lot of coaching and stuff, of course. Yeah. Um, but, um, we wrote a grant and we didn't have a project manager. And so we used my resume because it was a perfect fit. Yeah. And then we won it. <laughs> and it was a really sizable grant. And so awesome. I said, okay, I'll do it for a year. Yeah. And here we are. It's, it's been two years. We're on our third year of our grant. And I love what I do. Yeah. And I think I found my calling. I still have my business and do a little bit on the side. I, I, I don't work with our current clients at the Catalyst, but yeah. um, I do have my own client base that I work with. And yeah. um, I love... I love being able to help people at the Catalyst. Yeah. We have the best small businesses in the world. And I'm lucky enough to work with companies all over the United States. I was going to say, so again, kind of going back to the Catalyst, and not that this segment is sponsored by the Catalyst by any no, means. But, but they, I work there. <laughs> yeah, and they are. I mean, I, we've talked about them many times on this on this segment, um, or well, on Boss specifically, because they have been, a, they're an integral part of our community. I don't care who you are, but they are, and they do amazing things. So if you're contemplating starting a business or just have questions and you don't know what you don't know, I mean, they are such a great resource to be able to lean on. Um, you know, they introduced me when we were getting started to my accountant who I'm not a numbers person and that was the best decision ever. And she saved me so much money and, you know, I will constantly say has kept me out of jail. So right. I'm very thankful <laughs> right. for that because you don't know what you don't know when you're getting started. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that you pointed out earlier, too, is that you guys support not just businesses in North Alabama, but nationwide all over the place. So there, there's a really uh, there's a uniqueness behind the strategy that you all have and the, the response rate from what you're doing has been overwhelming. So talk a little bit about so that. So that was kind of an unusual, not necessarily planned thing that happened. That's um, the best kind though, right? When during the pandemic, we were very quick to, uh, we had already been testing out Zoom before the pandemic. Yeah. I did a few classes where they were, um, we were live and on Zoom, so hybrid, so we're way before the time. Yeah. Um, so People we are coming at you and be like, how do we figure out this whole Zoom yeah, well, thing? Well, we would have clients and they would say, I want my cousin to hear you, they, you know, and so we started yeah. learning how to do that. That's great. So when the pandemic happened, it's just like we started doing things on Zoom and people were like, can my cousin come? And, and so it just kind of people started hearing about us. Yeah. And then uh, we are sponsored by SBA, the Small Business Administration. Mm -hmm. And they started telling people 
and it just kind of overwhelmingly became yeah. huge. I love that. And so um, it was, you know, we have clients all over and I love working with them. Yeah. Uh, our call last night, we had Alaska, California, North Carolina, They're Hawaii. So great. I know. That is so great. And so, you know, and I'm like, I want to help the businesses in our community. And I love that. And I want this community to thrive. But it's also fun to learn about these other businesses mm -hmm. because they don't feel like they have people that can help them. Yeah, which was mind-blowing to me to think that, you know, that that small businesses in Idaho or in California or in Alaska don't have similar resources. Although I will say, um, you know, the culture here and the vibe here in North Alabama is very unique. I think that's it's what it very is. different. Yeah. Um, they always tell me that our classes are a little different. Yeah. Um, I think it's different the southern, in, the, in a good way. I think it's, it's the southern, southern hospitality that <laughs> yeah. helps a little bit. But mm -hmm. um, I've lived and breathed a lot of the things. And so I am very vulnerable in all my mistakes. Mm -hmm. and all of the things that I didn't know, yeah. especially in government contracting. Yeah. Um, I tell them, you know, hey, this is what I thought, y'all. Yeah. And, you know, I tell them about the first time I heard about a government contract and what I thought it was. And, yeah. you know, and people like that openness. Mm -hmm. And so we try to find speakers all the time that, that understand. Yeah. Yeah, and you can and connect so we, with. And so we get nationally renowned speakers. I'm not afraid to ask anybody. Yeah. And so I we have that. the top pod, podcasters. We have the top LinkedIn person. We have the top, you know, we ask. And, um, yeah, you know, all they can say is no, right? right? Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and they're always kind of hesitant. I had this one speaker and she wanted me to pay her a, heart, a huge fee. And I said, I can't, I don't, I don't have that in my, in my budget. Well, then within a year, she was begging me oh, to speak. Funny. How funny. And so, um, that's interesting. You know, it that, that is speaks interesting. volumes though of what you guys are doing here. I, think so. So. I love what we do. Yeah. It's just, we have the best, the best support around us. Yeah. People like you that teach workshops for us and share your stories. And it's amazing. And, you know, we want to find those speakers. Yeah. And yeah. if I have somebody that has an interesting topic, I, I want to put that in front of our small businesses. Yeah. Well, you know what they'll respond right. to. So Lee, you hit on, you hit on a word that we've, we've talked about a little bit about during she boss. And I talk about a lot, um, with my team, they're probably sick of hearing it, but we do talk about it a lot, but you mentioned the term vulnerability mm -hmm. and being vulnerable. And I think that as a woman, as a, as a business leader, as a coach, as a mentor, as a partner, as a mom, as a grandma, we were looking at pictures of Lee's grandson yes. um, earlier. Um, but being able to be vulnerable, I think really cracks through this uh, otherwise mold that I think could potentially be there where it makes it hard for people to really relate right. and you don't have that authentic just, you know, exchange of dialogue that I think can be so powerful in so many ways. Um, and we have found that, you know, with she boss in particular, we look for women who can, can be that way. Because to me, that's so admirable because oftentimes you, you look at women and men for that matter. And you just think, gosh, how do they, they must be just, you know, right. just like this fancy kind. I don't know. Like it's just a very, it's this persona that kind of right. comes across. But when you're able to break that down and be honest and authentic and realistic about, Hey, guess what? Starting a business. I'll be honest. That was the hardest thing I've ever oh done in my, my life. Yes. And you know this, but 
I did that after I was laid off of my job and I had just gone through a divorce and I'm like, well, I have got nothing left to lose. So why not give it a shot? Right. You know right what I, where you're at now. Right. And so I think it's just a matter of being honest and realistic with yourself and you can connect with people on such a deeper level in that way. I'm sure you've experienced oh, that. Oh, absolutely. That, that's another one of my words. I think it's so important to let people know you've walked in their shoes. Yeah. You've made those mistakes. Um, you know, my feelings get hurt. You know, um, my health is not great. Um, my appearance, I'm not proud of it right now, and I wish I could change it. But you know what? I like me. And um, it, it doesn't matter what everybody else says because I'm proud of who I am and what I do. Yeah. And I like myself. And I don't think that's a bad thing. No, of course not. And I think people need to feel more comfortable within their own mm -hmm. shoes. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Um, do you find yourself um, reflect, reflecting a lot? I do. Do you? Because I do. You, I mean, again, I know this is not the driver behind what you do, but looking at who Lee Christian is on paper, um, I mean, it, the, the awards, the accolades, the recognitions, the accomplishments just pop off the page. Um, and, you know, some people might think that you just have this ego and you're this and you're the most down to earth person in the world. And I have to that, believe that that has something to do with you just being very that humble. That doesn't mean anything. A, but the email that I right, make somebody right. not feel like a dummy. Yeah. That's what yeah. drives me. Yeah. And I mean, I love... I love the recognition in that regard. Yeah. I love knowing I made an impact on somebody or that they feel like they couldn't have made it through a time without me yeah. being a part of it. But you know what? It was a series of those that led to those big, yeah. you know what I mean? So it was just, I'm I sure mean, there's hundreds more. those are really more. nice. Those yeah. are nice. Well, and two kudos to people for taking time out of their day to, to say, to, to give you that feedback, <sighs> just to say, you know what? That was, that was a really great session. I appreciate your time. It was so informative. You know what I mean? Just taking that, we that time out. We have the best clients that do that. I, I don't know. They just but, love doing that. And but you, you said them up to feel comfortable in order to do that though but see that gives me energy so yeah. I I want to also encourage people follow your passion yeah and when you do you know people people often say you work too much people say that a lot and I'm like I don't feel like I'm working yeah if you're doing something that you yeah, love I, I do I work on the weekends sometimes and I'm but I feel like I'm helping people yeah and it just gives me energy and that's how I'm energized yeah and so people need to find you know what is their driver what's going to make them so passionate they don't feel like working right right I love see that. I can tell you do that too I try I mean I to me and and you know our, our team Ethan behind the camera knows this but if we if we're coming in every day and we're like oh my gosh I have to go do this thing and I can't stand it like we're doing something wrong and there's always an element of your job right that it's like okay I could live without that right, today right <laughs> I could live without that, doing and that's true right and and that's it's not just like part every day is perfect <laughs> no and that's just part of it but I'm I'm also a true believer like if you if you follow something that you are super passionate about and you just love to do successful just follow. It, it, it really, really will. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be the next, you know, billionaire doing what you do, but it's, man, you're sure going to be happy and your peace of mind, your health, you right. know, the, the, your, your, your mental health is so important and there's no money that can make that can fix that, That's you know, right. if, it, if it's not fueled by other things. So I think that is so important. So there's a lot of impacts that you've made personally, um, not only individually, but with the organizations that you've aligned yourself with where business owners, 
mature businesses for that matter, um, those interested in getting into the government contracting space, they've all benefited from. Um, but one thing that came about over the last you know couple of years was the Madison CEO program too. Yeah. So I love the fact that uh, you guys have teamed up with local area high schools to offer a very similar uh, you know uh, workshop series, if you will, um, for some of these younger students. So tell me a little bit about that. So Madison CEO, CEO stands for Creating Entrepreneurial Opportunities. Which I love, by the way. Is that not I was cool? like, <laughs> is that always what it stood for? And <laughs> so we're fortunate to have love you it. as a mentor, but I also helped found, I was the one of the founding yes. board members on that. Love it. And uh, to be a part of that is just a dream. This is an actual class that the students take every single day of the year. Their senior and year of high school. Is it senior, junior, junior year? And senior junior year. and seniors, yeah. And um, they actually go into businesses and they learn about all the different businesses here in our community and different yeah. things, but they start their own business. First, they do the first semester, they do a class business. So, right now, this semester, they're working on their class business. Gotcha. They have to buy business lessons. They do it all. Oh my gosh. Second awesome. semester, they do their own business. And so, um, I've mentored different people uh, throughout that process. Some actually did, um, they created energy balls and uh, they were energy. Uh, food. Oh yeah, Bell. Yeah, Bell. Yes, she and, interned with us yes, this summer, and she had to learn about cottage license and yes. learn about how to sell at a green uh, yeah. farmers market and yeah. different things like that. So they really have to learn how to operate the business. Now, some of them are going to keep their businesses going. Yep. Some have decided, hey, that is not for me. Yeah. Yeah, but and, what a great dose of reality, oh, though. Oh, that's right. And we match them with mentors, mm -hmm. and um, it's a great experience. But I tell you, being a mentor, I learned as much <laughs> about things as as probably they did. I mm -hmm. mean, I didn't, um, and I have to tell you, I had a young guy, and we were probably very different from each other, but we bonded so well, and I had a big event, and he sent me a text. I'm probably going to cry. He sent me a text that morning and said, and I didn't think we had even bonded, and he said, I sure hope your event goes really well, mm -hmm. and that melted my heart. I'm like, I did make a difference with yeah. him. He was thinking of me. Right. I mean, right. and again, he went out of his way to, you know, and say that to um, you. how special that was. And that was a monumental moment because I wasn't sure I was even getting through and we yeah. were connecting. And, yeah. and then after that, of course, we really connected, you know, and I've That's checked awesome. in on him at college and stuff. And that is so great. That and, is so great. But for them to get that experience is just amazing. What's been your, um, what's been your big takeaway with working with that demographic? compared to a little bit of an older demographic who, who may be a little bit more experienced and have perspective and what, what are, what are some oh, of the big things that you've noticed with that? I have to say, you know, it is so, I always thought everybody kind of thought the same. I mean, this is how naive I am. <laughs> I always thought everybody acted, uh, thought the same way I did. And I've learned so much. Yeah. People don't have the much, as much drive or people may not uh, think of things or they wait to the last minute and different things like that. So I've learned to really deal with different personalities and mm -hmm. different generations. Yeah. And um, I am really surprised. Um, I have a good friend, and I think you know her too, Kristen Scoggins, and she talks about the different generations. Mm -hmm. And I have to have conversations with her sometime. I'm like, yeah, help can me you, understand. Can you help me understand <laughs> how to deal with this kind of person. Yeah. And um, 
I've learned, I also have personality tests and stuff that I try to do with people so that I can understand how I can deal with somebody. Um, I, I had somebody that I had a hard time working with and we both did this personality test and I realized, hey, I don't need to throw all my brainstorming ideas. I'm overwhelming them. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't need to tell me about all the details because I don't care about registration and all those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. And so I've learned to maybe use some kind of tools, like a yeah. personality test or something like that. Yeah. And just to kind of talk things through. Yeah. Um, one thing Kristen had told me is like a, a millennial, potentially, um, don't tell them, don't manage every moment of their timeline. Mm -hmm. Tell them when their due date is. And, let, and she said, it may be the night before and they stay up all night. Yeah but they'll get it done. Mm -hmm. But if I'm trying to manage them and hold them accountable every second and over and micromanage, right. it's not going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. so you have to learn those things. And so I'm always trying to read up and learn about those kind of things. Yeah. I think that is, that's such a key point of, um, you know, being able to have uh, successful communication and effective communication yes. across the board. And again, our, our team has heard me talk about this a lot, but you know, so often we can be in a relationship and if I don't truly understand what's, what your desires are and what's driving you and how you're motivated and how you're incentivized for certain things, um, I could be saying blue and you're hearing red all day right. long. And then we both walk away with two different directions right. on what exactly. it is we're trying to achieve. And not only is that a great, um, is that a great, uh, piece of advice for, you know, if you have kids who are in high school, I've got a 16 year old daughter and, you know, sometimes communicating is hard. It really is. Oh, it is. Um, but it's the same thing in a work, a work environment as well. You know, making sure that you understand each other's pain points and, and don't walk into a scenario and manage everybody the same way right. because not everybody will respond the same way. Exactly. And so I think a personality test is something that I've gotten exposure in just in the last couple of years, but man, that would have helped me out very early in my career, just to understand that not everybody thinks the same way I do. Right. And not everybody looks at the world through the same lens that I do, um, both in relationships and professional relationships. You know, just having that kind of reality check a little bit, I think is so important. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear and, you say that. And just even like the introvert, extrovert. Yeah. Because I go to this one meeting is WEDC, which is the Women's Economic Development Council. I go and I'm so energized and so electrified and so inspired and I had a friend and she was like I love going but it absolutely drains me and I'm like how how yeah and she said when I walk in the room it I panic I don't know where to go sit and she said I try to get there early and I'm like this was so enlightening to me because yeah. I'm like how could you not feel like I do I mean yeah yeah and I really and that's just been recently Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, people really feel that way. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to understand other people's point of view. Yes. And yeah. Um, yeah. That, that was like life changing for me, that particular comment, because I'm yeah. like, how could you not feel that way? What's, but I think what's great about your mindset on that is how you took that exchange and really thought through it to right. think about because you're taking what otherwise may just be a very simple exchange of dialogue, not thinking twice about it, but tying it back to perspective and outlook and how you can have 
you know, more impactful relationships right. by knowing these things going into a conversation. And obviously that translates over into the work environment as well, right. um, which is so important. And sometimes something that can often get overlooked, especially when you're bogged down with stress and deadlines and this and right. that and trying to juggle it all, you know, right. it's really hard. Right. So I have a question for you because I feel as though... Um, of, of any of the phenomenal women that we've had a chance to interview uh, through SheBoss, um, you know, which we launched last year during COVID, as you know, you definitely, you individually sort of tie a nice bow on everything that we have done because you represent so many different, wow. um, but you really, really do. I mean, you, you represent so many different industries and initiatives that have um, truly impacted the world of the woman in Aww. my eyes, honestly, truly. I mean, I, I'm Thank being you. sincere with that. And so I would love to just get your thoughts on, you know, the being in Huntsville and being in North Alabama, you know, we are surrounded by so many amazing people, um, but we are also surrounded by so many amazing women. Um, and so I would love to hear from your perspective what you think that um, that colorful array of, of individuals has helped our community become what it is today. So one of my phrases or quotes that I say is always surround yourself with good, good people. Mm -hmm. And so I just think building that, that core friendship group and, you know, people that you want to be around. I mean, there is no stopping you mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to share your ideas with other people because somebody else may have something that may spark something else. And really that's how a lot of these different things that I've been a part of yeah. have started. It was just an idea and then take action on it. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people, they have these ideas but they don't pursue it any further. Mm -hmm. And so try to get people to be around you that want to go and explore the next option. Yeah, yeah. And you never know that. what you can, can achieve. And don't be afraid mm -hmm. um, just because you've never done it. I mean, think about, and, and this community especially, I mean, we sent people to the moon. And gosh, don't you know they were afraid? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we we sit here in awe of all the things that's been accomplished by this community. Mm -hmm. And we, especially as women, we don't need to sit back. We need to really think, what can we do? Yeah. What impact can be made? And, you know, just a little step can lead to something beautiful that you may not be, you know, ever expect. Yep. Gosh, I never dreamed I'd work for the Catalyst. Mm -hmm. I never dreamed we'd be touching small businesses across the world. And wow, to sit back and think that I was a little part of that. Gosh, I'm making um, such a big difference on so many but different everybody levels. Everybody has that ability yeah. to have that impact. Yeah. And so many people want to sit back and be negative, but boy, if they just turn that energy into something positive mm -hmm. and really just took a step forward. I mean, every idea could be great if yeah. they would just share it with others and brainstorm and find ways to make things happen. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So in closing, I have a question for you. So you, as you mentioned before, you, I don't want to even want to say you're a workaholic because it's not really work for you. It's not. Yeah, you just, you just go. You right. just go and do your thing at your own pace. Um, when you're not helping other businesses and you're not pushing other women forward and you're not mentoring and coaching, what are, what, what is Lee doing on the weekends? What do you do for fun? Um, well, I work for fun. <laughs> 
but, um, but I don't feel like it's work. But I I am a very balanced person in my life. Also, good. Um, I have great. Um, I I'm very active in my church. I'm very active with my family. Never once did I miss any of my activities for my daughter. I was always the PTA mom. I was always the um, volunteer for yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, I never missed a cheer practice. I never missed a cheer competition. Um, so people That's may right. not realize, you know, that I do all these other things because mm-hmm. um, it does seem like I work a lot. <laughs> I, I get a lot done. That's always um, a, 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 a funny thing. People always say, do you have elves helping you behind the scenes? Lisa, <laughs> my boss tells me that all the time. Like, and shh, don't say anything. I'm a very organized person. <laughs> yeah. Um, I learned some tricks many years ago. Uh, an email hits my inbox and it goes out of my inbox into a file. Or if it's in my inbox, I still have something to do. I won't ever show you what my inbox looks like. Oh, I would die. I, I have conversations <laughs> with people all the time. I'm telling you, I am very organized because of that. But, but that, I think investing the time and learning that practice <sighs> makes your life so much more efficient. I'm telling you. So, so give, give me just a quick 30 second. And I send you an email and it's maybe it's a question on scheduling or something I will like respond that. right then or I will move it over. And once I've responded, I move it over because I've done my part. Yeah. Now you may respond back to me, but I've handled that email. Yeah. I have a folder. It will have your name on it or it will have client name on it or it will have whatever project that is. And it goes out of my, every week my inbox is cleaned out. Oh my God. I don't even know. I can't even imagine what that looks like. I'm responsible. I mean, I'm like probably sitting here right now thinking I probably have about 20, 30 emails right now. Yeah. And I will handle them probably before I go get in my car before I leave here. Wow. That's impressive. I just, I've learned to be responsive. Why let it sit there? I mean, I'm the kind of person, there are nothing outstanding or pending messages, anything. They're all handled. Yeah. And, you know, if you could get caught up. How much time those kids? I'm telling you, but if you do it. Yeah. You will be so on top of things. Well, and it'll, I think it'll just make me feel, you know, mentally like I've lost about 10 pounds just because of the, you know, what's just sitting out there. Exactly. The outstanding But why do you let it keep sitting there? I don't know. See? Yeah. And that's a question. I try to go back and do the filing system because I agree with you. I mean, it's, I definitely use the, the folder system of filing, but, um, I also use my inbox sometimes as my to-do list too, which is probably not the healthiest approach, but. And um, I do that, but I try to, I I have several things in mind right now and it's all about year end grant, uh, grant reports and stuff. But, and I know when they're due. Yeah. But, um. So you just stay, they have a reason to stay there. But buddy, everything else is cleared out. I respond to clients. I take care of it. Um, I learned that kind of in banking, but I've kind of always done it. But we Mm. had something called the sundown rule. And before the sun went down, you handled everything in your inbox. Oh, my gosh. And so I've just always tried to do that. And I will tell you what a difference it can make and how much more you can accomplish because you've already taken care of it. You don't have that in your mind. It's Mm -hmm. not stressing you out. Right. You're reducing so much. I bet. The sundown rule. I'm going to write that down. So what's, what's one, um, what's one routine that you do a day that you cannot live without besides the sundown rule? I Whether it be up. in your personal life or. or- so I uh, do a devotion before I get up, get out of bed. I usually listen to a podcast while I'm getting dressed. 
Um, I'm very efficient with my time. I love it. Um, you know, I am working and listening and eating and, you know, I don't make extra trips. I plan out exactly what I need to do. Yeah. Um, I just try to be really efficient. Yeah. And so awesome. that's very important to me. And, um, you know, it just helps me be more effective. Yeah. And more impactful with every right. little thing that you do. So, right. yeah. So last question for you. What is, uh, what's the, what, what's one of the biggest things that has you most excited that's coming down or that's occurring in your life over the next year? Um, so I'm a grandmother, so that's always exciting. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot of things for Halloween. And so my grandson, we happen to dress him every day in October. So and, that's and really which exciting. Which actually happens. I saw the picture. That's really exciting. Adorable. And we have a big Toy Story uh, Halloween planned. And so all yeah. characters. So that's one thing. Uh, here at the Callus, we are just growing like crazy. And um, I do have an event in October, which I think we this will be later, so I won't talk about it, but it's for historical black colleges and universities. Okay. Really excited about the impact we're fixing to make with them. Awesome. Um, we also have some big events coming up with the Missile Defense Agency. Uh, we'll be doing those in December. And just our workshops that we have on a regular basis Mm -hmm. Every one of them is great. Yeah. And I love our workshops. You're going to be teaching one next year. Sign I'm excited up. about that. Yeah. Um, we, we really try to make a huge impact every, every workshop we have. Mm -hmm. We do our workshops on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 3 to 5. And I encourage people to look at our calendar. It's we, insane. We have a great one coming up. Do. It's called the Forgetting Factor, and it's judgment. And we actually have somebody that's going to talk about how your decision-making process works. And so I'm so excited about that one coming up. Now, how can how can people get, get registered for those? They have so to be a they member? At, Do they no, have to? we don't have uh, memberships or anything like that. At the okay. Catalyst, our programs are free. Completely free. And um, I like to say priceless. Yeah, and, <laughs> I like um, that. And so just go to our website and look under event registration, and you'll see a list of all of the different events okay. we have coming up. That's awesome. Um, you know, we always do Leading Ladies every year, which mm -hmm. is a great women's conference. Conference. Yep. We have a small business innovation research um, work, workshop summit is is uh, during Innovation Huntsville Week. Mm -hmm. So lots of things coming up. Yeah, that's exciting. And I love doing all of those because any way that we can help small businesses learn and to prosper is just really important to me. Yeah, that is awesome. So I think whether or not you are contemplating starting a business, have begun starting a business, or even if you are in business and you need a good refresher course on just some perspective, right? And learning some new things, definitely the Catalyst is a great resource for sure. Yeah. So Lee, thank you so thank much you. for carving out time today. It's been so much fun. I feel so honored because of how efficient you are with your time that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that we're able to sit down and do this. So I oh, can't tell you. you. And, and again, I mean it when I say that I think you are just the epitome of the she boss here uh -huh. in North Alabama and have so many have done so many amazing things for this community. So thank you, thank you so, so much. much for your impact and everything that you've done. Oh, so. you make me cry. <laughs> we'll be, that for off camera. To be even considered in, in the the list of people that you had for she boss just really makes a difference. Yeah. So thank you. Oh, thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.